0: Hey, what's going on? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Zoe Church podcast. We are a church in Los Angeles, California, and our community is all about Jesus. Thank you to everyone that has liked, subscribed, comment, and shared our podcast. It means the world to us. And make sure you sign up to give on our website so we can further the gospel message Of Jesus Christ. We're gonna jump in to part three of Power in My Praise in just a moment. But, like I always say, if you're ever in LA, come by and see us at Zoe Church. Without any further ado, let's jump into this week's message. Scripture here Psalm 34, verse 1 I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast. In the Lord, the humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. See, your faith was never meant just for you. Your Christian walk is not just meant for you to be free, you to be healed, you to have comfort. Jesus said, why would you ever light a lamp and put it under the stand? He said, no, let your light shine. He said, oh, come magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. See, there's power in your praise, but anybody know there's power in our praise? Come on, clap, Zoe, if you're thankful that when we get together, there's something powerful about our praise together. I want to preach a message today, write down the title. It's called, Praise Comes Before. Praise comes before. See, praise is not something we do after when I get the check, when I get the good medical report, when I get the job, when I find the, God, the guy with good hygiene and has a job. What lady, what lady am I preaching to? That was for her. I felt pain in that her, preach. <laughs> praise is not after. Praise is before. In fact, I would say it's not even faith if it happens after. Faith is before you ever see the miracle, you ever see the breakthrough, you ever see the God plan. Come on, clap today. If seven people clap, you know the rule is always. Everybody got to clap before i am enjoying march madness anybody watching march madness i love i love watching duke i'm officially a duke fan it's coach k's last run it feels kind of weird cuz i feel like i'm rooting for the cowboys or the patriots but it's fine i'm i'm in on duke because i love coach k and i love i love watching athletes in pregame you ever watch people in pre like before the nfl game or before an nba game and you see an athlete they got their beats by dre on and they're going somewhere they're they're in a zone, they're gone they're not with us they're go, they're, they're meditate you know, what what plays they're going to do, what they need to do on offense or defense. I love watching this March Madness because everybody in the layup line looks like an all-star. Everybody doing layups looks like, wow, they're really good. Because it's pregame. It's pre, you know, and just last night I was watching Duke, and Duke made it to the final four. And when you watch the end of these March Madness games, it is the lowest moment in the history of somebody's life, and it is also the highest moment in the history of somebody's life. Somebody's crying their eyes out, and somebody's crying their eyes out for a different reason. And they're celebrating, and they're hugging each other. I want to tell you what faith is. Faith is praising God before the result. Praising God before the victory. And if you start worshiping God in that way, God. see a lot of times we're waiting for God to move and God's waiting for you to move. A lot of times he can't until you do. I love this story in the Old Testament. Second Chronicles chapter 20. And there is a king of Judah, a people group called Judah. Judah, by the way, translated means praise. So this group is a people of Praise. I pray that Zoe would be a people of praise. So this tribe, Judah, they were known as worshipers. Jehoshaphat is the overseer. One day word comes to Jehoshaphat, hey, three enemies have risen against you. Ammon's trying to take you out. Moab is trying to take you out. And Mount Seir, the people of Mount Seir want to take you out. So he now has enemies. Has there been something in your life that has risen against you? Maybe it's financial. Maybe it's relational. Maybe it's temptation. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's loneliness. Maybe it's something that you have never told anybody. Word comes to Jehoshaphat, there's some enemies that want to take you out. I love what Jehoshaphat does. The first thing he does is doesn't go to social media. The Bible says he turns to God and prays. Anybody thankful today that God should be our first option because we believe God is the best option. Jehoshaphat's like, we don't stand a chance against Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir. We don't have a shot in heaven. We, we, we need Jesus. We, some of y'all are laughing because you thought I was going to slip. But we, I got a suit jacket on, y'all. Come on, I'm sophisticated. Y'all shut up. So, so he, said, he said, we don't got a shot again unless we get God. So Jehoshaphat, he turns to God. He starts praying. He starts asking God for help. God replies. Watch what God says. 2 Chronicles 20, verse 14. Then in the midst of the assembly, the spirit of the Lord came upon one of their guys who's a prophet. His name is Jehazim. Don't act like you are so sophisticated today. Like, I know how to say it. Jehim. He said, this prophet said, listen carefully, all you people of Judah. The Lord says this to you. Be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. See, when you praise God, you shift the weight from being on you to him. Some of you need a weight shift. You need to shift your weight from being all on you to perform and put all the expectation on God. If they would have never praised, it would have been up to them to solve. We gotta do how are we gonna do Ammon? we have we gotta take out Moab, how are we gonna, but but when they praise, God said, Don't you worry about it. this. Is on this is my build, not yours. I'm gonna cover you here. Watch what, what he says in the next verse. Look at verse 21. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in their holy priestly attire. So just just a word picture, there used to be in Judah some, some priestly attire. The worship team, okay, in this context, the worship team had holy priestly attire. Today, in our context, it's just kids that are up on st- our stage that wear urban outfitters. So this is like God saying, hey, if they got a beanie or converse on, send them out front. That's holy priestly attire in our church, okay? So he sent them out, the, the worship team, as they went out before the army and said, Praise! and give thanks to the Lord for his mercy and loving kindness endures forever. When they began singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, so they were struck down in defeat. As they praised God, the Lord solved their problem. As they sang praises to you, Come on, clap today if you're thankful. I can turn to God no matter what it looks like, no matter what I'm up against. God is Bigger. I want to just teach you four things today. Write down number one praise brings God on the scene. Amen. Praise bring. you ever get a flat tire and, you, and you're just so thankful because you got AAA and you're just like, it's okay, I got a flat tire, but you know I ain't changing it. Let me call AAA. And AAA is going to show up within 30 minutes and they're going to, when you praise God, God shows up. Watch what it says here in Psalm 22, Psalm 23, but you are holy, oh, you who are enthroned in the holy place where the praises of Israel are offered. In other words, God lives wherever you praise. God shows up. You could be in your car and God will show up. You could be in your apartment and if you praise God, he'll be there. God could be there on a run or a walk. Wherever you praise God, God shows up. I just love this about God, because he doesn't limit himself to the million-dollar theater. He doesn't limit himself to a church building. He inhabits the praises of his people. Oh, I'm thankful today that when we praise God, he shows up on the scene. Maybe you're in a scene right now. It's a crime scene, a a drama scene, a relational scene, a financial scene. Whatever the scene is, it's not bigger than God. God is bigger, God is better, God is stronger, God is more kind, more loving, more gracious, more generous, and he will show up. And by the way, when God shows up, he shows up with all of his resources. It's kind of like my mom. When my mom comes into town, she comes with all of my mom. My mom shows up. She's got she's got the cheeklets for my little niños. She's got the, she's got her little bolsa. She got the bag with all kinds. Of, you never know. If she's gonna knit in that thing, or she got dollars in that thing. She shows up. She shows up with all of her requests and all of her ideas and all of her opinions. Who am I preaching to? Her. When God shows up on the scene, he doesn't go like, hey, wow, whoa. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, I don't know. This looks, good luck, buckaroo. Man, slugger, you really mess, Ammon, wouldn't want to do it. Moab, oh, I've seen them. Don't even get me started about Mount, sir. No, when God shows up. All of his power, all of his promises, all of his peace, all of his presence. When I praise God, he inhabits, he dwells where we praise. Maybe your problem is not the fact that you've got a problem, maybe the problem is the fact that you haven't praised. Because praise gives your problems problems. You understand? When I, when I praise God, he will show up and he will show off. He, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, he shows up on the scene. The one that shuts the mouth of lions. The one that splits Red Seas in half. The one that will keep people safe in a fiery furnace. The one that can feed 5,000 people with only a little bit of fish and a little bit of bread. Our God is on the scene. Write down number two, God, when we praise him, praise feeds your faith while starving your fears. When you start praising, your faith gets built up and your fears start to starve. I wonder who you're feeding in your life. Are you feeding your fears or are you feeding your faith? Because you have, you develop an appetite for whatever you feed yourself. Whatever you feed yourself, you crave more of. We live in such a fear-based culture. We're afraid of everything. We're afraid of the food supply. We're afraid of mandates. We're afraid of the future. We're afraid of what's going to go on. We're afraid of this, that, and the other. We live in a fear-based, this is how media makes money. Media makes money off your fears. If, if, if you weren't click on it, they wouldn't make money. So they just perpetuate fear. Oh, I love the Bible because when I get in the word of God it doesn't build fear it builds faith so I get into God's house and I get into God's love come on clap today if you're thankful I'm feeding my faith oh look at this scripture here uh, Lamentations 341 we raise our heart and hands towards God in heaven we raise our hearts and our hands towards God in heaven why do we do that because I'm getting rid of my fears and I'm getting into my faith I'm getting out of my feelings, and I'm getting into my future. I'm getting out of this all kinds of torment, and I'm getting into the treasure of God's word. I'm, you got to feed yourself the right stuff. Oh, look at this next scripture, Psalm 92, verse 1. It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. Last verse in this, scripture, in this point right here, Jeremiah 32, 17. I'm going to put some awe on this thing right here. So Jeremiah 32, 17, awe. That's swagadelic right there. Ah, Lord God, it is you who have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for thee. Ah, Lord God, nothing is too hard for you. You got to stop focusing on your fears and start building up faith. Ah, Lord God. Everybody say ah. Ah, Lord God. Nothing is too hard for you. What what problem do you have right now? It's small in comparison to your God. I don't care if it's physical or if it's financial. It could be materialistic. It could be somewhere that's in your own soul. It's nothing in comparison to the power of the love of God. Ah, Lord God. Nothing is too difficult for thee. We didn't have church uh, here last Sunday. Last Sunday, uh, me and the Robster here in the front row, me and the Robster ran the uh, LA Marathon. We 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 finish. People like people like, what's your time? How fast did you run it? I'm like, what was your time? <laughs> okay, so how about that? What was your, you tell me your time and I'll tell you my time. So we ran the LA Marathon last Sunday. We ran we actually ran by the Million Dollar Theater and 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 when we we got up early in the morning on race day and I wanted to make sure I got my coffee and got my banana with you know uh peanut butter and and got all fired up for the race and stretched out so so we we were driving to LA Dodger Stadium early in the morning the sun's not even up yet and it's Sunday morning I'm playing worship music in the car getting my praise on before the race and 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 I never listen to worship music when I run I just don't listen to worship I just feel like I got a ghost I need a when I run okay so so I just I'm I'm not doing that okay I'm not, the other people are more spiritual than me okay so so race day 6 a.m you know we're at Dodger Stadium there's 20,000 people there I'm just I'm bopping I'm ready I'm just like your boy is ready so so but the sun's not up yet so I'm it's Sunday it's Sunday I'm a spiritual man to a degree and so it's Sunday and so I was like well I gotta listen to work it's Sunday and the sun's coming up in my city so I put on I got a playlist on Spotify called take me to church it's my it's my Jesus stuff and so I just, when we started the race, I started the playlist and I ended up running to worship music for three hours. For three hours, I listened to the same song, same worship music over and over. I had a moment between the W Hotel and Pantages. The spirit broke out. I started to cry. I don't know if it was my shins or Jesus, but I was crying. But I'm telling you, when I was running, I was feeding my faith. Faith was getting built in me. How does faith come to your home? How does faith come to your business? How does faith show up in your life? It comes from hearing and hearing from the word of God. Clap today if you're excited. I will starve my fear and feed my faith. I wanted more worship. I wanted more. I wanted more. I wanted more. Why? Because my faith is soaring. And maybe I needed faith to finish that race. But whatever you're going through, Moab, Ammon, Mount Seir, problems, situations, relationships, transitions, all kinds of pain, you can only get through it with praise. Write down number three. I love this next one. Praise points out all the things I do have instead of focusing on what I don't. When I start to praise God, I start just declaring, You have been so good. You have been so faithful. You have been so generous. You have been so kind. You have been so merciful. I start just, I thank God for my city. I thank God for America. I thank God for freedom. I thank God for my family. I thank God for my church. I thank God for my health. Come on, count your blessings one by one. And when you start praising God, all of a sudden you get out of your feelings and you get into something greater, and that's called gratitude. Oh, I love this psalm right here, Psalm 149, verse 1. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the godly. Let Israel be glad in his maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise him with dancing. When was the last time you danced? And it was good, clean fun. I'm not pointing out people that go to the club. Some people just right away was like, <laughs> I seen three girls like, oh dang, he got me. He always getting me. Not, not shots fired, that's conviction. Anyways, um <laughs> That's a dad amen right there. That was a dad. That was a dad amen. It's like he's sitting next to a 15-year-old. Amen. <laughs> when was the last time you danced because of how good God's been? You know, we have dance parties in our house. We turn up. You know, I'm a big, I love Sono speakers. I, I buy all the speakers because I just want the, the dance party to be so loud. I want music that in my home is deafening. I want, I want Julia to be like, can't hear yo. And I'm like, nailed it. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. <laughs> and, and, and so, and we dance, we dance to sing too. We dance to Encanto. We dance to like that guy this is like, quesadilla. <laughs> we dance to Encanto. <laughs> we dance in our house. We dance. But, you know, I don't want you just to dance because somebody made a good song. We dance because we can't believe we were lost. And now we're found. Can you believe how good God's been? Like, if you're slow to praise today, you just don't have a good picture of God. Because the more clear you can see, the God that made the heavens and the stars, the God that holds the universe in his hands, is thinking about you today. What kind of a God can handle the universe and your problems? What is man? The Bible says, what is man that you're mindful of him? He's mindful of you. He's thinking about you. He's got plans and purposes for you. And so praise, praise, praise gets me out of that, out of that bellyache and and into his presence. Because if you're not careful, you go like, well, you know, just like, oh, of course, of course it's me, of course, of course, of course it's me. No one else has to deal with Ammon. No one else has a Moab. And, and It's just my life, of course, my life, my life. I would have a mouth seer. None of my friends have to deal with this stuff, but I do. Who are you kidding that you have problems and other people don't? What kind of a lie have you led to believe that all of a sudden you think your life is worse than somebody else? The last time I checked, we're all humans going through this thing called earth, and it's not going to be pretty and perfect until we get to a better place that's called heaven. (laughs) Worship team, come join me. Here's the fourth and the final one today. Write this down. Praise gets me out of my grumbling and into my gratitude. I love this about praise because if we're not careful, we could get a complaining spirit. We could get into the grumbles. I tell my boys at, at home, hold on, whoop, Hey, hey, Uh uh. We do not speak Wayneese. We speak English, Spanglish, Ebonics, tongues. We don't speak Wayneese. When you praise, it gets you out of all that grumbling. God never works with complainers. He never works with a grumbling spirit. You ever notice spiritual people try and contextualize and spiritualize their complaining? It's like I just got to just get something off my chest. Just I just need an honest moment. I just like I just got to be real like God wants me to be. Fam, you're a grumbler. <laughs> Call it what it is. You're a hater. You're a hater. We got a hater in the house. It's hard to praise God with a grumbling spirit. (laughs) In fact, if you're dealing with grumbling, you'll you'll notice your your arms stay right here. Because gratitude, when Jesus taught us to pray, he taught us this way. He said, "When when you start praying, pray like this, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy He literally taught us praise before petition. Translation, before you ask God for anything, thank God for everything. Come on, is there any grateful people in the house today? Has God been good to anybody as Zoe? Is there anybody filled with praise and thanksgiving today? Oh, I love this verse, Thessalonians chapter 5, 18. In everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It didn't say give thanks about everything. It said give thanks in everything. Maybe you're going through a lonely season. You're in a season of loneliness. Give thanks. Maybe you're in a season that's frustrating. Give thanks in that season. Maybe you're in a season of transition. Give thanks in that season. Maybe you're going through the worst time of your world. Give, come on, praise Him today, Zoe. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. God never says. I never read a scripture that was like, yo, give thanks unless, because if you're facing that, we get it. We, we get it. Like, if you're in the lion's den or you in the belly of a whale or if you're up against a red sea or if you ain't got no fresh manna or fresh, fresh fire, then I understand. No, it says in everything give thanks. If you're a single mom today, let's give thanks. If you're single and you want to get married, give thanks. If you're an entrepreneur today, let's give thanks. If you just got married this year, give thanks. If you've got kids, give thanks. Somebody lift up some praise and some thanksgiving to the Lord. Last scripture, stand to your feet. I love this one, Psalm 63:4. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. Like, I'm not asking you to go home and memorize how to spell Jehoshaphat. And I really don't mind whether you realize it was Moab, Ammon, or Mount Ser. But what I am trying to get you is to a place that Jehoshaphat got. I don't got a shot without Jesus. And the only way that I can build my life, the only way, that I can make it through what I'm going through is through worshiping Jesus. I think you'll feel empty if you wait for the scoreboard to praise. You know, in the first service on the 930, you missed it. Our Zoe kids did a performance. And we did Noah and the ark today. God shows up to this man named Noah. He says, Noah, I want you to build me an ark. Look like a fool. You know, let's be honest. If you're going to serve Jesus, culture might think you're a fool. Noah builds this ark, and one day God sends a flood. Before the flood happens, God tells him, put all the animals in two by two. Noah goes off, sets sail, keeps sending out a dove to get word. Is it over? Is it over? Is it over? Finally, one day, dove comes back with a sign. God is good. It's over. And God, at the end of the story of Noah, puts a rainbow as a covenant between man and God that he will never do it again. Could you imagine the worship that broke out in Noah's home? Could you imagine the praise that Noah and his family gave out when they saw the rainbow? But I'll bet that even in the midst of that ark, even in the midst of the storm, even in the midst of the rain, even when the wind was howling, I'll bet you Noah and his family said, I know it's dark in this ark. I know we don't have everything we want. I know it doesn't look good right now, but come on, family, let's praise the Lord. It is good. I will bless the Lord as long as I live. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Oh, come, let us magnify the Lord together. Oh, come on, if you feel comfortable, lift a hand.